Well, we are we are back with another episode, and I think our, our episodes recently have just been so information dense, it takes us a while to recover from them and be ready to do another one. Um, but we had the uh, the triple threat of Carnegie Bella Vista wrestling with us, and wow, Coach Lane, that was just a that was a great interview. I had so much fun. Uh, you guys, like usual, you're in for a treat if you listen to this. Um, we had 2011 grad Jennifer Page, 2017 grad uh, Alex Hedrick, and 2018 grad Yelena McCoyed. Um, all of them are still competing at the highest levels, and uh, we asked them a lot about their mental training, and they have some really, really positive things to say, some great skills that they are working on uh, as athletes right now with their mental game in sport. And um, it was really fun to talk to them. I love all three of those girls and miss them, and it was great to, to chat with them. Uh, together we chatted with them for what like 20 minutes before we even started and then afterwards as well so it was fun it was a lot of fun yeah it's loaded with uh with information and just um i I love those girls they are they say so much about what we try to do as a program and we were both just light bulbs going off the whole time and, and what they're talking about so enjoy this interview of um the triple threat on the scronko wrestling podcast Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, we are back with the Scronker Wrestling Podcast. This is Coach Smith, and I've really spent way too much time with this guy this summer. We just got done with two weeks of summer wrestling camp. Uh, Coach Lane. Yeah, Coach Lane is with us, and we. On this episode, we have the the triple threat from Bella Vista Wrestling. We uh, we have a great panel of guests. We've been trying to put this together for a while, but as Garrett and I are stuck in um, the Orangeville, Fair Oaks, Citrus Heights area, they have been traveling all over the world um, wrestling, and we're just really proud of everything that they've done, and we finally have had the chance to get them here on uh, Zoom. Garrett, do you want to say hi before uh, we introduce our guests? Buenos dias, everybody. Um, I'm... Loving this right now. I miss all of you guys, and uh, it's really great to have all three of you girls on the podcast right now. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to to pick your brain and see where this goes. It'll be really cool. But yeah, all uh, three Bella Vista wrestling alums, and uh, you girls are famous, and you're still competing. So this will be this will be cool. You're like uh, rock stars at Bella Vista. So they're they're Bella Vista wrestling greats, Coach. Bella Vista yeah. wrestling greats. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna have them introduce themselves uh, kind of one at a time. We're gonna uh, go through them, let them tell us their story a little bit before we get into some questions. First up is Yelena McCoyed of the class of 2019 from Bella Vista. Yelena, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been doing, how you got started at Bella Vista, and what you've been doing since you graduated. Okay, so um, I. S- started uh, freshman year of high school and um, one thing that really brought me in was uh, Coach Lee was like Coach Lee the coach at the time the main coach at the time he was just like very like welcoming and like very smiley and all that and he was just like it it wasn't weird at all it was like oh you want to wrestle like come to practice sorry about that (laughs) no problem anyways um and so I started wrestling freshman year. I wasn't really serious about it. And yeah, I wore jeans to like my first dual meet um, <laughs> as a warm up. 
Um, and it was really hard. It was like tough because I had to wrestle boys. There wasn't a lot of like, there wasn't really anyone my weight to wrestle. Um, and I wanted to quit the first week, but then I saw Alex. I'm sorry. Can you mute that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I saw Alex and I was like, if Alex can do it, I can do it too. And, um, yeah. So I just continued wrestling and, um, yeah, here I am in college in Illinois, got recruited by the wrestling coach, um, to go to North central college here in Naperville, Illinois. Um, and yeah, just training as hard as they can. The goal is to win Olympics. Um, yeah. I love it. And Elena is one of the uh, those started at BB wrestlers that I watch wrestling go, why, why not at Carnegie? <laughs> I wanted to so bad. Um, my parents didn't let at the time. I don't know why. But... What, wasn't one of your best friends wrestling for me at that time? Yeah, Lena, um, Lena Nash. Yeah, Tostada. Yeah, yeah she's the one that <laughs> got me into wrestling. She was like, uh, she just like came up to me randomly. She's like, hey, do you still want to wrestle? And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'll give it a try. And I'm so glad she did. Because if she never would have come up to me, I don't think I would have started wrestling. So, yeah, yeah she's great. Really, she's yeah. great. And you got to work with Coach Brown your freshman year, too, which is. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Ta he taught me a fireman's carry. That's awesome. That man was great. That's awesome. And in high school, you were a two-time state medalist, right? Three times? Uh, two-time state finalist. I won state once. <laughs> yeah. Only once? I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then how did you do in college uh, this year at the NCAAs or the Latin, the most recent NCAAs? Um, or two national championships? Two-time national finalist. Um, and then I won this this year. Yeah. I, I, am I right that you no one scored on you in that tournament? Is that true? I don't, uh, I don't just, know. Just say yes. No one. Will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd like to say yes. I'd like to say yes. That's legit. And it's officially NCAs now, right? Women's wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, our school at least. That's awesome. It's, it's still emerging, I think. Like it's, they do an NCAA championship and it's yeah. all the same people that will be there when it's official but it's still technically emerging right and that that voice yeah. you just heard is our second guest so that's perfect timing because that is alex hedrick from the class of 2017 at bella vista high school alex how are you i'm good how are you pretty good actually i see quite a bit of alex because whenever she's around she comes in and sees us in the wrestling room uh tell us where you started wrestling and and kind of your progress through high school and then college and what you're doing now yeah, so uh, I started wrestling basically in middle school. I had been around the sport a little bit because my dad coached, but um, I started at Carnegie under Coach Smith, and uh, and my dad helped too. Uh, and I wanted to start wrestling for a long time before that, um, but because my dad wrestled in college, and I just grew up like wrestling with him at our house, just like play wrestling, and I thought it was fun. So I always wanted to do it, but he kind of, my dad had knee surgery. He cut a lot of weight. Like, I don't know. He didn't want his daughter to get into it. Um, but eventually I kind of kept asking and he let me uh, try it. Cause he knew coach Smith. They had coached against each other when he coached at uh, my dad used to coach at pasture. So um, he knew that coach Smith was good coach and a good, good person. So 
he was like, yeah, you can try wrestling this year once I was in sixth grade. And um, the first few weeks were pretty hard, but um, by the end of the season, I loved it. I just loved wrestling. I was having so much fun. And um, then I wrestled all three years at Carnegie, all four years at Bella Vista. And then eventually I decided to go to Simon Fraser University, which is in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. And, um, you know, I'm so glad that I decided to go there because I feel like it made me a much better wrestler. I feel like I've gained a lot of life experience there. And yeah, I just, I'm really glad that I decided to go there because a lot of wrestling opportunities have opened up for me since I made that decision. Love that. Love that. Um, what, uh, what were your accomplishments in high school with four-time state medalist, right? Yeah, four-time state medalist and two-time state champion. And um, I took second at Fargo. And um, the, the accomplishment I think I'm actually still maybe the most proud of, Coach Smith was there. I took seventh at TOCs. That's awesome. <laughs> I still, like, I'm really school. proud of that. That's yeah. probably my... Most I want to say that you you and another girl were the first girls to medal there that year. That that's seems um, to be my memory yeah, of that. I think Gracie Figueroa made the finals that year. Yeah. Yes, oh. I think yeah, you're right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You beat her the last time you guys wrestled, right? I did. Yeah, in 2019. <laughs> After a lot of battles, right? So After I've I've I lost to her twice before in high school. So not like too many, but yeah, oh. our third match. I remember your uh, your freshman year, um, you got injured right off the bat and never missed a practice. And you were at every single practice, and you're always on the side, like uh, like shadow wrestling and doing push ups and doing every single possible thing you could do to like stay in shape and and you know be ready to wrestle once you you were healed up. And I think your first match was like either in the postseason or right before the postseason, your freshman year, right? You didn't wrestle the whole. Yeah, I got in. Yeah, I got in one tournament the week before, uh, like girls masters. That's awesome, and then went and placed at state. <laughs> that's that's sweet. I remember right then I was like, dude, I like this girl. She's awesome because you got practice every day. And at first I was like, who is that? What's she doing over there? Like shadow wrestling and doing all this crazy <laughs> like workout stuff. And uh, Coach Fern and I both were like so impressed with that. And then you know the we always tell the kids the wins to take care of themselves if you do everything right. So anyways, that was good stuff. That was awesome. Uh, tell us go ahead, Garrett. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> tell us about college uh, accomplishments at the national tournament, NCAs emerging, NCAs and all that. Okay, so my first two years of college, it was still WCWA. So it was like combined with NAIA, but then now it's just NCAA. So um my first two years, I took second both years, and I lost to my teammate. And um, my third year of college, I won the nationals. And then last year, I didn't compete because uh, my school opted not to because of COVID. Legit. And touch a yeah. little bit on uh, the stuff you've done with the national team and, and internationally. We're, we're going to drag it out of you, Alex. No need to be humble. <laughs> Um, so I'm a two-time junior world team member. Uh, and then just this year I made my first U23 team. 
Um, and then in 2018, I made Final X, and I lost to Helen Marlewis in Final X at 57 uh, kilograms. And um, yeah, I guess those are, I got, I'm two time US Open champion. I think that's about it. I think that's, that's all the big things. <laughs> that's a pretty good list, Alex. <laughs> yeah. And uh, real quick, y- Yelena, you wrestled at the uh, Junior Pan Am Championships in Mexico, what, a month or two ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. On Watapec, Mexico. And um, how'd you do? It was, no, it was great. I got, I won. I won first place. Um, it was a very good experience. We had a camp in Colorado Springs like a week. And then we went to Mexico and then we, um, yeah, we wrestled there and it was great because there were so many girls from other countries, like, uh, like in um, South America, like Argentina, Chile, Barbados, like everywhere. And it was crazy, but it was so cool. Um, and like, no one spoke English. So we were like trying to like use Google translate and like <laughs> trying our best to communicate with them. Um, but it was like, it was so different and it was like it was a little nerve-wracking I was more nervous than like I would be during like uh, my tournaments here like at home um because it was just so foreign and like different and uh just I wasn't used to it but it was just a really good experience I enjoyed it a lot I love that that's so cool man that's so cool that's yeah. awesome. and our our third part of the triple threat our third guest the pioneer the queen of Carnegie and, and Bella Vista wrestling. Um, a, what did we say? 2011 graduate of Bella Vista. The yeah. one and only Jennifer Page. Jennifer, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you started in wrestling and you have a big wrestling family and, yeah. uh, and kind of your, your high school experience and, and afterwards, cause you have so much afterwards. That's just like the surface of all of it. <laughs> Um, so I started wrestling when I was around kindergarten. Uh, my older brothers wrestled and I was kind of at practice because there's no one at home to watch me. And so I just started kind of copying the what the guys were doing on the side. Then eventually uh, my parents let me just join the practices and I started competing and I was, you know, I was like five, six year olds, but I did well. Um, <laughs> so I just kind of kept going from there. Um, yeah, I wrestled in, at Carnegie and Bell Vista. Um, I went to college for one year at Oklahoma City University. Um, I won college nationals there, and then I actually placed third at Olympic trials that year, which put me on the national team. So then I moved to, I decided to move to the Olympic Training Center in Colorado to train there, um graduated while I was training there from a uh, University of Colorado which was nearby um training there for seven years and then just um almost two years ago now I moved out to Pennsylvania and now I'm training with the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club at Penn State so that's awesome uh how many times did, have you won the U.S. Open uh I think just three just three. That's legit. Yeah. Just <laughs> to our to our <laughs> listeners, that's the uh, at the senior level. That's the highest possible level that you can compete at. The best, the best of the best. So three times. Um, Alex was a two time. Yelena, you got third. 
your true didn't you wrestle there your true freshman year? You got third or fifth or something. I remember I was watching you live on Flow Wrestling. Something like that. I I'm not sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember that type of stuff. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. I wasn't planning on asking this, but Jennifer, how many countries have you wrestled in? I don't know if you can list them, but um well we go back to a lot of the same ones twice so i've been to sweden probably like five times but like i've been to all all the continents except for africa and they had to go there but um i don't know probably like maybe 10 or so like chile pan am or panama guatemala like sweden France. What? Well, and I went to like France and London as a training partner, um, and then like Spain, Poland, Austria, um, like China, Mongolia, Japan. Um, I don't know. I might be missing something. That's legit. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, what, since you're talking about that, tell us a little bit about your the the tournaments you've wrestled in and the the accomplishments you've had on that international stage. Um. So, well, I guess the big ones, uh, well, Bulgaria. So uh, Junior Worlds in Bulgaria, I got bronze in 2013, I think that was. Um, I've made a couple University World teams. I think one year I went, or I made the team, it was canceled for something political. Um, But, and then, I'm trying to think. I've, I've won Pan Ams twice um most of them are just kind of regular international tournaments they just have you know regular seasonal tournaments like the you know lady clip on open or like um they just went to one for like the ranking series um which is like a newer thing they've only done like the ranking series for worlds for the past like three or so years um but yeah, just general open tournaments usually. So cool. Just, just, just little stuff, you know, yeah. all over the world. Just so, whatever. So cool <laughs> to hear where wrestling has brought you three girls. Like Alex went to Canada for college. And I know Alex has been in a bunch of countries for wrestling. And you're going to Serbia um, in October, right? For the U23 World Championships. Yeah, I compete in November, but I think we are leaving in October because it's like the first first week of november that's awesome and yelena was just in mexico i'm sure you're about to uh start traveling a lot too yelena yeah i hope so that's like what i really wanted before i went to college i was like i was kind of discouraged i was like well i started wrestling freshman year i'm not good enough to travel i just want to go around the world try new food try new things and like what do you know i went to mexico a couple weeks ago and this is the beginning of something great so i hope i get to be like jen one day and travel literally everywhere <laughs> literally go to every country I, I love that attitude that this is the beginning right that's not the the end of the road that's just the beginning and and I giving you a taste of what's to come so right, coach we'll, lane yeah. why don't you get in that first question yeah so uh when you guys i'm gonna start with alex and then you know we'll go to the other two girls uh when you guys are preparing for a tournament um, this is kind of a two-part question, but, uh, I want to know what mental, what do you guys do to prepare for a tournament, uh, with your mental training? So leading up to a tournament or maybe the day before or the week before, 
what type of mental training do you guys do to prepare for that that tournament or that competition do you do like uh i can't pronounce the word right now Vis uh, visualization yeah geez why can't i talk right now um Just visualize it you'll be fine yeah mental rehearsal positive self-talk meditation anything like that so what do you do mentally before a tournament as it's approaching to prepare and then the day of the tournament during competition what do you do to mentally prepare right before matches like leading up to your match what type of specific mental training are you using to find your like you know optimal performance little zone to get ready for your match so Alex, leading up to competition and the day of competition before you step on the mat to wrestle. Yeah, so this is actually a topic that like my college coach has actually told me that, um, you know, he told me we have a ton of girls on our team that know how to wrestle, but, you know, you know how to compete. Like not everybody knows how to compete that knows how to wrestle. And I think that really has a lot to do with Coach Lane. Like he's a great like mental coach. Like in high school, he taught me a lot of, things and um because he was doing his master's I think in sports psychology like when I was in his class and when I was his athlete and um I just I feel like I carried that with me to the higher level and it has really helped so um I'd say like in the weeks leading up to a big tournament I um I definitely try to do like I try to stay after practice or I try to like get in extra little workouts just because for me like knowing that I've done extra like helps me feel more confident like me knowing hey I like stayed and worked on this longer than my opponents did I stayed and did an extra set of push-ups or pull-ups like that helps me feel more confident like I've done more I deserve that win more um and then as we get a lot of confidence comes from that that preparation, right? If you've done everything you can possibly do to prepare for that match and even staying after practice a little bit, that's where that confidence comes from, right? It's like, I've done the work. I mean, yeah. it's, it's proof of preparation. Confidence yeah. is just proof of preparation. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So um, before Olympic trials, Sarah McMahon gave me really good advice. She was like, leave no stone unturned, you know, like do everything. If you think of it and you think it will help you, just do it. And so I try to, um, if I feel like I'm struggling with a certain position or like, you know, something like that, I'll try to work on it extra after practice. Um, and then as I get closer to competition, um, you know, when I'm like traveling there, some advice that coach Lane actually gave me in high school, um, was like the day before the tournament, try not to think about it, you know, like you're just gonna overthink it and, like psych yourself out so like if I'm flying you know overseas somewhere I try to download some movies and just like not not think about the competition yet and then once I get there um you know the day of the tournament you know then that's that's when it's time to focus the night before you don't need to be thinking about it you can't control what draw you're gonna get you can only control the things that you can control which is you know I'm gonna get a good night of sleep I'm going to be on weight. So I don't have to run in the morning. Um, I'm going to have all my food already ready to go. Um, and then the next morning that's when, okay, I'm going to look at my draw. I'm going to think about, you know, my first opponent, my first match, 
not my second match or who I could have in the semis. I'm going to think about my first match. Um, so it's really just, you know, focusing when you need to focus and on what you need to focus on. And typically um, focusing on that. And we always say, I always tell the, the wrestlers to control what you can control and uh, control what your opponents can't control, right? Like you said, getting a good night's sleep, your opponents yeah. can't control that, right? So um, yeah, that's good stuff. And then focusing specifically on, you know, what you choose to focus on the day of competition to get your mind right. I love that. That's good stuff. That's good. Yeah. Every time I like have a, a really good tournament, you know, the, the tournaments where I feel the best about my performance is usually when I have a bunch of close matches and, um, but I, but I come out on top still, obviously not if I have close matches and lose, if I have a bunch of close matches and win, <laughs> that's when it feels the best to me. And, um, or even maybe not even close, but just matches that like, you know, high quality opponents like it doesn't feel as good to go out and beat people you know you can beat and um I just think every time I have a really good performance against you know really high level people it's usually because I was thinking about one match at a time and controlling the things I could control like when I keep all those things in mind that's when I usually wrestle better is what I've found I love that one match at a time, one position at a time, right? Being in the moment yeah. right now, specifically in the moment. I love yeah. that good stuff. That's great. That's great. Um, who wants to go next? Yelena, what about you? Leading up to a tournament, is there anything you do for the mental training? And the day of competition, what do you do to get ready for matches, like routines, or what do you do? What do you go through? Mm -hmm. well I'm still I feel like I'm still fairly new to this so I'm still kind of experimenting but like um especially especially like the date of like there's I've been trying like different things like I used to I used to right now I'm starting to practice a lot of like positive talk to myself um because like a lot of the times I would get uh, I'd like overthink a little too much like oh that girl has the same shoes as me um she just lost her match that means I'm gonna lose my match you know just like stupid stuff like that you know that makes no sense um or like oh like you didn't do that extra rep the other day so like you're not gonna win this match you know just stuff like that and I would overthink and just like tell myself all those bad things but lately I've been like um like telling myself like you worked harder than this person um you did more reps the other day um like you're you're gonna like you're gonna go out there you're gonna wrestle your best like don't worry about like what Alex said like don't worry about the things you can't control don't worry about like what color you're gonna be out there um what ref you're gonna have just like go out and wrestle your best and that's been helping a lot um another thing that's been helping a lot is just like um and this is just like for me um kind of like repeating like bible verses in my head like things that like talk about like like God being my strength um, that helps me a lot. gives me a lot of confidence. Um, and something I'll do like a month before I would compete at a big tournament is just, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't really like, we try not to like change anything up too or too soon. I mean, too early before, um, like if we want to change something, we do it like way before the tournament. So like we're used to it. But it's not like it's not like we do anything super different. We just like 
we just work hard like year round and then yeah by the time we're ready to compete you're like you know that you worked hard you're confident you know like what you need to do you just go and wrestle you know and like whatever happens happens like of course you want to win but like if you lose okay like go back in the room and like work harder gosh i love that so much um i know you go my little uh, I was just saying all my all my positive psych positive coaching yeah. light bulbs are just going crazy yeah. right now. Listen, I want to talk a million things right now, but uh, <laughs> one thing I do with the with the wrestlers, and I know you girls are like you know competing in international tournaments and stuff, but you know competition is just an opportunity to measure where you're at, right? And I know it's a little bit you know might you might feel different at certain tournaments or whatnot, but uh, for us, especially at the high school level, we go we put in the work, we practice. We go wrestle a dual meet or a tournament. We see where we are at. I don't yeah. care about the wins or losses, right? Um, go out there and work hard. Uh, I always say, like Dana hears me say, uh, have fun and make mistakes. And then we'll go back and get in the room and try it again. And then the next competition, let's see how we've improved. And you can start measuring that stuff. And I like that um, back to the beginning of what you said about how you have tried to stop yourself from those negative thoughts, right? Like, oh, that, you know, who I'm wrestling or whatever I'm going to lose or whatever. And one of the things I learned early on in our program is that everybody has those, those negative thoughts. And this sounds silly, but our thoughts are not real, right? A thought is just a thought. And what happens if you start thinking negative thoughts, you start going down this, this negative spiral and what happens is your brain starts to believe those thoughts, right? They think that they're real, but they're not real. They're, they're fake, they're fictitious. So being able to stop yourself, um, like, hey, that, I tell myself when I start thinking negative thoughts about things, I'm like, stop, that's fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. <laughs> that's, that's what works for me specifically. And I'm like, okay, that's not real. Let's get to the reality here and you know, accept the moment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I'm really glad that you're working and all that stuff. That's awesome. That's really, really good. Dana, anything on that? Yeah, I just, I'm really interested on hearing um, what, what uh, Jennifer, you working out at the Olympic Training Center and wh what their kind of focus is on mental training or even with what you're doing now with Nittany, Nittany Lion. Um, what do you guys focus on there with mental training? Um, well, I actually feel like mental training is probably the best. I really like the way they, they work with it at, uh, with the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club out here. Um, just one thing I, I think is important is, is you don't get ready for a tournament right before you compete, right? Like you should be working on your mental training just as much as you work on your physical training, which sounds really hard because. But it's like absolutely true. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not like I'm going to go meditate for, like, two hours a day because I work out for two hours a day. But um, it's just being cognizant, I guess, like, noticing your thought patterns and having, like, a growth mindset. Um, you know, like, when hard things happen, like, seeing it as, like, an opportunity to get better and practicing and having that kind of growth mindset throughout your whole life is, is going to help you on the wrestling mat. And um, also just like, uh, like loving yourself and respecting yourself. Um, if you work on like positive self-talk, then that can, I think has a big impact on your wrestling as well. Just believing that you do deserve it. Even if maybe you make a mistake, like it's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. Like we tend to be really hard on ourselves. So I think that just, you know, um, positive self-talk and, and working on that, you know, year round really is 
going to have the biggest impact on our wrestling. Um, and I think that's, Jen, I think that's critical that it's mental training is not just for sport. It's part of your lifestyle and what you do and how you think about things and how you handle your thoughts and work through that process. And if you take it into your whole lifestyle, it makes you a better athlete because that's part of who you are. That's all. Th this is seriously like the discussion we had for two weeks with our little fifth, sixth, seventh grade wrestling campers talking about the same stuff, our effort and being willing to learn and bouncing back from mistakes and, and, you know, all that stuff. So it's perfect. It rolls into everything we're trying to do as well. Yeah. And also just, um, I think it helps you grow it during practice too. If, if you're afraid of making a mistake, cause you know, if you get too hung up, like, Oh, I, you know, I got taken down, like it, it shouldn't matter. You should be able to like, you know, if you're afraid of getting taken down, it's going to inhibit you from getting better at practice, basically. So if you're you're at practice to practice, obviously you wrestle maybe a little differently in competition, although you still want to open up and you can't be too reserved in competition either. But um, in practice, especially, it shouldn't matter if you get taken down. It doesn't matter. You know, whatever happens out there, you're going to make that's the place to make mistakes and you need to not be afraid of of making mistakes because that's gonna stop you from getting better. Gosh, I love that. That's, that's like the, if you're afraid to make a mistake or whatever, that's the fixed mindset, right? And then the growth mindset is being able to learn from it. And that's one thing I'm doing with my kids in their life with like raising my daughters is giving them a growth mindset on everything they do in their life. So my daughters have this thing, uh, you know, Lucy was trying to do a cartwheel at practice the other day and she's like, that I can't do a cartwheel yet, right? So she just wants to, cause that's the big thing, right? If you say you can't do something, just add the word yet, right? Cause if you put in the time and the effort and all that, then you'll be able to get to it, right? So she's like practicing, practicing and improving cause she wants to just put in the work and get better. But I love the whole growth mindset. I give that to my students um, on day one, every single year, growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Um, and I love that thing about acceptance right? So even if you get taken down, you literally cannot change the past, right? And a lot of people will dwell on the past, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got taken down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you literally cannot do anything about that. So just accepting that, right? And then committing to the moment. It's a thing called acceptment, acceptance and commitment, right, Dana? That's what it's called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and commitment. But you accept the reality, your new reality, and then you commit to that exact moment right now. So you were talking about all that stuff. I, that's just, that's great. And then lastly, talking about the year round thing, you don't just all of a sudden the day before a tournament say, all right, now I'm going to start getting my mind right for the tournament. It's a, it's a, it's a muscle. Your brain's a muscle and you got to practice that, you know, year round your whole entire life. So that's, I love it, man. Keep going. Sorry. What about, uh, do you guys do routines? Like, do you have a routine? I know Yelena, you kind of talked about it, that you're working on your, your routines and I always have my wrestlers um, have like a routine before their matches and two hours before a match and right before. And if they change something, I ask them to just try and change one thing at a time and all that. So what about you, you girls like Dave competition routines or do you relax, listen to calming music? Do you calm yourselves down? What do you go through? Um. Well, I, so I kind of always had a routine, like in high school, I had a routine, but obviously my routine is a little different now than in high school. Like it's evolved over the years, but, um, I do, I do, uh, at tournaments, like 
when I'm warming up for a match, I kind of do mostly the same thing before every match. Um, you know, uh, I like take my, my pants off, you know, from over my singlet, (laughs) um, like, (laughs) sorry, that sounded funny, but I like take my (laughs) pants off. Like, uh, I think one match before, like once it's like the match before me, that's when I take my pants off, like every time, unless, you know, I didn't hear my name being called and I have to run over. That's like the only time I wouldn't, or like, uh, most of the time I don't wear headgear now, but when I used to wear headgear, I'd put my headgear on two matches before, you know, just to start getting used to wearing it. So it's like, I do those things the same. I usually eat, eat like pretty close to the same foods every time you can't like rely on, like, that's one thing when I'm overseas, sometimes they don't have the foods I want. Right. So I try not to like, make it like, I have to have these foods or, you know, I don't want to be thinking, oh, I have to have this food or I'm not going to compete well. You know, like, cause that's, that's not true, but I try to eat like kind of similarly, like a similar breakfast, you know, every time, um, my warm up is usually like pretty much the same, like what I do before. Um, so I just, I try to keep those things pretty consistent, but also flexible because, you know, when you go to a bunch of different places to wrestle, like you don't know what the, what the circumstances are going to be. So um like I, to, I have like a flexible routine is what i would say i like it i like it and always trying to keep everything the same regardless of mm-hmm. you know external stimuli right whatever the arena's like or who's watching yeah. what tournament it is right um the last few years with the bb wrestlers were at masters and these like you know really like uh high level matches to qualify for state or not and all the stuff and every all of our wrestlers had worked on this stuff the whole entire season and years right and they go into these matches with the exact same you know they're in their optimal zone they're relaxed they do the same routine and they step on the mat it's just another match it's the exact they approach it the same where a lot of people put pressure on themselves because of the situation but you can't control that situation right so but you can control yourself and going through those those routines and just approaching it the same so um do you girl do you guys uh girls do you try and calm down and relax before your matches. Because when I grew up, uh, I always thought I had to listen to Slipknot and like slap my face and stuff before matches. Literally, that's what I used to do. And I had so much anxiety and I'd hype up and cause I thought that's what you had to do. And then when I coached uh, Jake Briggs, his junior year, I saw him like relaxing and joking around and sitting down before a match. And I like got on him. I was like, dude, you're about to wrestle. You gotta get up. He's like, no, I'll have to relax to chill and then i found out later on that like most people have a a lot of anxiety before a match they're too hyped up and they have to like find ways to kind of calm themselves down so real quick sorry i know i'm diverting dana but this is fun for me so but uh, do you girls like try and relax and calm down or do you hype yourself up what do you do go ahead go ahead oh sorry oh um yeah like i try to relax kind of like coach briggs um I missed that guy, by the way. <laughs> that guy was awesome. I'm going but, to in a couple weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, like, sitting and, like, talking with friends or, like, I don't know. It's, it's It might be bad, but, like, sometimes I, like, scroll through Instagram to, like, kind of get my mind off of it. Um. I don't know. I probably shouldn't. But, like, if I think too much about the match, um, uh, then I get all anxious and, like, overthink and, like, but like a little, like while I'm standing, like warming up, I'd kind of like visualize in my head, like what I want to do. 
um but then I, I don't get too like like fixed on that because I don't want to like it's not like if it doesn't happen in a match I don't want to get like uh, thrown off like oh what do I do now you know so just like visualize some moves in my head but um yeah I try to like kind of distract myself um I don't want to warm up or like start thinking about the match way too early like an hour before because then like you're thinking about the match for like a whole hour and then by the time you need to wrestle you're like basically like exhausted you know like you're so anxious you're you're like exhausted so yeah so I have to calm down listening to music and getting hyped up does not really work for me and if Instagram relaxes you and that works for you keep keep on doing (laughs) it it's not bad if that works for you that works for you so I like it I like it what about you Jim um so I actually try and stay off of Facebook and Instagram because people are talking about like me and my competitors on there (laughs) so I don't like that because I don't want to know what people are saying I guess about the competition that I'm in um but I think it depends on it just depends on how I'm feeling that day there's sometimes that I need to calm down or maybe sometimes I'm really tired and then I need I do need to pump myself up so it's kind of you obviously want to be kind of like on the middle ground where you're like ready to go um but obviously you don't want to be too anxious and like shut down um but I also think that like during um the competition like if you've got I know that when I was coming back from injuries I'd have to you know you get sidetracked thinking about oh well like last you know time I was out there I got hurt so I would just focus on okay I'm just gonna get to this tie-up and from there like you automatically start wrestling and you're fine but it helps to have like a set point, like a go-to, like this is my reset, like, or in a match, let's say you get taken down, like, and if you feel yourself getting flustered, or if you start like reacting to too, too much to what your opponent is doing, instead of controlling the pace of the match, it helps to have like a, a fallback, like, okay, this is when I'm good. This is a position I can control. I'm going to get here. And once I get here, then I'm basically safe. I can work on my offense from there or, Having a trained response to adversity, right? So yeah, you, just like a, I don't know, like a reset button, I guess. I love but, it. Yeah, um, yeah. If something goes bad. Yeah. That's great. If something doesn't go your way in a match, like responding in a way to that, right? Having resilience and yeah, already that trained response. That's that's awesome. That's awesome, Dana. I think that that goes right into yeah. That that really and these are life skills that I think are huge that come out of being an athlete, but especially out of wrestling. Um, and Gary was just mentioning resilience and, and grit. So Elaine, I'm going to start with you on this question here, just so you're ready. Um, all athletes have obstacles to overcome during their, their athletic career and in life. Um, how have you been able to overcome challenges, obstacles during your wrestling career? Um, whether that be physically, mentally, or whatever's happening uh, at the time in your career, how do you, how do you look at obstacles and how do you kind of proceed to overcome those obstacles? I think one of my biggest obstacles, or at least I thought it was my biggest obstacle was like the fact that I, I thought that I was like really unprepared and inexperienced since I only started uh, like six years ago, freshman year of high school. Um, and it was, it was just like really discouraging. Like these, these girls have been wrestling since they've been five years old, you know, basically. Um, and like, they have, like they've been wrestling at like the Olympic training center. They've been coached by like really like well-known coaches, but then, yeah, I just had to like constantly tell myself, like I've, I had really good coaches in high school. 
I have really good coaches right now in college and it doesn't really matter like when you start like I have I feel like I have more years of competition in me because I'm like more of a fresh wrestler you know and um like I have the passion and the drive like I want to get better I want to do well and I work really hard and I can say that with confidence and I think that's really all that matters because I know I know girls that's that, that have been wrestling since they've been five and then they don't work nearly as hard as I mean, this is kind of, I don't want to brag or anything, but they don't work, they don't work as hard as I do. And I could say out confidence. And that's one thing that keeps me going. It's like, I know I work harder than this person. And even though she's been wrestling for like 10 more, 10 years, and I've been wrestling for only six years, like, um, like I know I can beat her, you know? So that's, that, that's been my biggest obstacle. It's just like telling myself that it doesn't matter that they started when they were five and I started when I was right. Uh, hey, Atlanta, that is and I think, I think that goes to that idea of when we talk about controlling the controllable, you can't control what everybody else has done and when they started and what they've learned and who they've been coached by. You can control the people Yourself. you, how yeah. you work with your coaches, how yeah. hard you work, how willing you are to learn and how you bounce back. And that that's, that's perfect. And such a strong aspect of building resilience and grit. It's that confidence and knowing that it doesn't matter. This happened, gave me a little setback. I'm going to keep working harder and I'm going to get right past it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lena, it's a huge advantage. I think that you started later than a lot of girls because you will see, and you've, we've all seen it, people that start out young, they like peak and hit their you know best wrestling years when they're in high school a lot of times or early yeah. college, and then they don't get better where you have so much upside still. Like you're still getting so much better yeah. and you still have so much upside ahead of you. Um, for you know to keep on improving and getting better where a lot of other people have already kind of like maxed out their skills obviously not Jen or Alex because you girls are still <laughs> better and better and better but um, you know a lot of a lot of people do they max out their skills and they just kind of get the same and I, I heard Carrie Colat talking about that um, a lot about high school kids kind of like just peaking when they're in high school and then fiddling out in college and then you know where other people are improving every year of high school they beat people by two points their junior year and then start beating them by 10 points their senior year and then college they keep on improving and it's that growth mindset as well right but i i also think it kind of, a lot of it comes from um obviously the three of you have a love for the sport no matter how long you've been doing it that that love of the sport is still there and that that drive to like i want to be better that kind of keeps you pushing and i a saying i saw recently about people that either peak or kind of fizzle out or burn out, or they just quit sports that people don't quit wrestling. They quit people. Like they don't enjoy who they're working with or people have not been good coaches or abusive coaches, or um, it's all about winning. It's not about that process and growing. And, and I think as long as you can keep, like Garrett said, that growth mindset and that I just, I want to get better and I want to learn more then there's always something there more. If you're always just looking at the scoreboard and the wins, then eventually that's going to go away or you're going to have a, a period where you're not as successful and not winning as much, or you're out because you're hurt. So that's not even possible. Um, if that's what you're searching for, it's going to be taken away at some point. And it's got to be more for that, uh, that love of what you're doing. Jen, I, I just touched on the kind of like, if you're out and injured, and I know that's been an obstacle for you a, a few times. And um, I, I love the idea of studying um, how we help athletes get back from injury and not just the physical part, but that mental, emotional, the social part of, of being in sports. And to talk to us a little bit about those obstacles of getting back to sport from injury and, and how you've dealt with that. Um, 
Well, it was definitely really hard. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, I mean, I had, so I've had three knee surgeries for anyone that, that didn't know. Um, I had my first one back in 2014 and I had like just won my first US Open and I actually just beat the reigning world champion. And then a week before world team trials, I like tore my ACL and couldn't compete. And so that was really hard because I had to sit back and watch everyone make world teams. And um, I, yeah, so the following year, I, I think I competed for the first time, maybe like eight months after that first surgery and um, world team trials was two months later, I ended up losing in the finals um, off criteria, which is lame. <laughs> and she got bronze that year at Worlds. So that was, wow. you know, really hard. Um, in 20, 2016, I was healthy. I lost to um, Elena Piroskova in the semis of Olympic trials. Um, and she got fifth at the Olympics. And then I've been injured basically kind of ever since so like February of 2017 I got hurt again had knee surgery first time back from that I had um another knee surgery <laughs> and that last one was the worst one I had a meniscus repair so they stitched it back together and I was non-weight bearing for um six weeks and I was you know had a lot going on so it was really discouraging for sure because the beginning of my career I felt like I was doing really well like I made national team and then I was you know climbing up um I kind of feel like in some ways my career has been in reverse because <laughs> um, <clears throat> in the beginning you know I, I was a training partner for the Olympics I, I won college nationals I was you know straight to national team from right from the get-go and feel like I had a lot of people believing in me and then and I got hurt and then I got hurt and then I got hurt and then everyone's kind of like okay like you're done and I was like but I'm not though <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I've really had to um pick myself up this last time was definitely the hardest um and I'm, I'm honestly I don't know if I could have done it if I hadn't come to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club um, just the atmosphere there and working with their sports psychologist really probably saved my career. I mean, I would have kept wrestling, but I don't know if I would have been able to climb back up to where I'm finally, you know, doing well and, and winning, um, winning again. Um, so it's definitely, there's definitely a lot of hardships and also just when wrestling is your career, like, you know, you get hurt and all of a sudden you lose your stipend, you lose your, um, a lot of like training money for, um, getting competitions covered. Um, and then you have to get a part-time job and so you're, it's really, really hard to find a job that accommodates the training schedule. And so having all this increased stress in your life when you're trying to get back physically, um, and I mean, it's definitely a big mental toll. And then, um, you know, at the, at the senior level, unfortunately, it's, it's really all about your results. And so, yeah. mm -hmm. um, from like a USA wrestling standpoint, they're kind of like, all right, well, you're not winning anymore. So, you know, sorry, but bye. <laughs> and it, it kind of <laughs> has to, you know, they are a business. So, um, 
it there is just kind of some parts of that that's just going to be that way but it can really get to you a lot mentally um you know kind of being just having that being treated differently I guess than you are maybe growing up whereas you get injured and it's all about like youth development um but at the senior level it's not quite that way Um, Jennifer I think um I think it's really important to touch on you've hit all those four areas I was talking about. The injury is not just about the physical part. And that's, that's really hard on its own, right? Going to your rehabilitation sessions, dealing with all that stuff, but there there's the mental part of it, right. That you're talking about accessing um, sports psychologists to help deal with that. There's the social aspect that I'm not with my teammates all the time. Like I normally am that when that's such a huge part of your life. And that's just kind of Mm-hmm. out of necessity taken away. And then the, there's the emotional part. There's a fear of being re-injured. There's um, the stress, like you're t- saying on your level, if I've been losing my stipends and this is, I've got to go get a job and adding all of that to it. And that we're really careful as coaches um, and helping athletes understand that it's not just the physical part and that we address all of those. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's c- kind of what you had to deal with in overcoming those obstacles, that those pieces all have to be in place if we're successfully going to overcome that, that part of, of wrestling and those obstacles that come in with, with injury. On top yeah. of, on top of that, Dana is uh, it's your identity, right? So wrestling is your identity. Right. So you, when you get injured and that's taken away from you, you lose your identity. So a lot of people are like, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Like you know, dealing with that is. I do that even when I'm not hurt, Garrett. All yeah, the time, yeah. Every day. It's really <laughs> challenging. And I'm really, really happy that you felt so supported by the Nittany Lion coaches um, because dealing with injured athletes is such so many coaches I'm sure at the college level too but high school especially they just basically say oh next next man up or next person next girl up or whatever like they're all mad they get mad that you get hurt and they kind of like ignore you and hate on you and they're upset at you like you let the team down where coaches should be doing the exact opposite thing, right? Like you're still a human and helping you. And, you know, if I have a, now if I have someone that's hurt, I'll have them like, you know, sit in the corner with me and we'll talk about the wrestling match or having them involved at practice and helping them through the whole process, trying to talk to their physical therapist, their parents, everybody, and like just supporting them through that. And one other thing that a lot of people don't realize is one of the research papers that we read, um, dealing with injured athletes is that when someone comes back from injury, it usually takes them on average about six months to return to the level that they were at before they got injured. So a lot of people come back and they're not competing at the the level that they were competing at before they were injured and they get really, really frustrated. But once they realize that it's going to take at least like six months to get back to that, you know, that peak performance, then they can, you know, and if they're supported, then they are more likely to, you know, go through all the, the stuff and challenges that they have to do in order to get back to, you know, their optimal performance levels. But um, I'm just really happy that you had positive coaches to help you through all that. So you felt obviously supported and felt like. Yeah. Well, um, so I think it's also like really important to remember that injuries, um, well, like any other kind of like trial or hardship or like losing a match, it's an opportunity to, to learn and get better. So that's where I, I think because of my injuries, that's when I had to really learn how to be like 
learn mental skills. I, I don't want to say like be tough because actually I had to learn how to give myself a break and like stop pushing through. I think wrestlers tend to over push. And I think that actually part is partly why I was getting re-injured because um, the coaches I was working with beforehand were like, okay, come back as fast as you can. Like, and obviously I wanted to too, because I, you know, we are our own worst enemy. Oh. Like we're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm tough. I can yeah. get <laughs> right now. This is embarrassing. No. I, my car doesn't have an air. The air conditioner doesn't work, and my window doesn't roll down. But I'm like, I'm fine. I can suck it up. I can get through this. You <laughs> know what I mean? And I don't want to spend the money because I'm like, I'm fine. I can get through it. My wife is always like, freaking wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fix. But I just don't. I'm like, I'm fine. Whatever. I can get through it. Yeah, we're our, our own worst enemy, man. Yeah. And we're like not having a wrestling facility, rolling out mats in like a random spot. It's like, we're fine. We'll suck it up. We'll do it. Like, we'll grass. Yeah. Wrestled in grass before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You know, we'll deal with it. So that's, that's good stuff. I, I like it a lot. Um, Dana, anything else? Well, I just want to get Alex's input on that. If yeah. about overcoming obstacles and, and how we, how you face those and, and work to overcome hurdles that jump in the way of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't had three knee surgeries, but I think injuries have probably been the biggest uh, obstacle for me too. I had shoulder surgery when I was uh, right after my sophomore season. I dislocated my shoulder in the state finals and, um, and it had dislocated like several times before that too. And so at that point we got an MRI and the doctor told me it was just going to keep dislocating if I didn't get surgery. So, um, I really didn't want to, cause I just wanted to keep training, but I got surgery and, um, it was really challenging. Like, I mean, obviously it was, I was able to get it over the summer. So, um, at least I wasn't missing out on like the regular season, but, um, I think I just, again, like we were talking about growth mindset, like I had to just really try to remind myself like, okay, um, you still want to win state next year. Cause I had just taken second. So I was like, okay, I want to win state next year. Um, that means even though I'm having surgery, like I still need to be working towards that, you know, like I still had to keep, um, moving forward. Like, obviously I couldn't wrestle, but I could ride the bike or I could go on the stair climber or like, you kind of find ways to keep, um, working. But then like Jen was saying too, like, it is still, I was getting a mental break from actual wrestling itself, right? Like I was able to kind of get away from it a little bit. I think it's just, you just have to keep thinking about the future still though. Like you can't, um, you can't just like let yourself get so upset about the injury and then get like, feel hopeless. You have to kind of have some hope, you know? And um, I well, so I don't know how many people actually know, but um this last year, I actually got diagnosed with a heart condition. Mm -hmm. And um, like when, when the Olympic trials got postponed in uh, 2020, I was actually really grateful because I'm kind of one of the younger athletes. So I was thinking, oh, this just gives me another year to get ready for the trials. Like that's, that's good for me. And um, then a few months later, I get diagnosed with a heart condition and the doctors were telling me that I probably wouldn't be able to wrestle anymore, like ever, because I would need like a, they wanted me to get a pacemaker implanted and that's pretty dangerous to wrestle with. 
And so I hear that and I'm like panicked, you know, and when I was panicked, that's like not when good things were happening. But then once I started, you know, thinking, okay, like I can only control what I can control. I can't control that I have this heart condition. I can't control what the doctors are saying, but I can control, you know, like researching as much as I can and looking for other options. And I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty religious person. So for me, it was a lot of prayer and a lot of, you know, trying to turn to God for help. And, um, you know, eventually I was able to get a referral to, um, the Mayo Clinic with the, like the number one doctor, like expert in the condition I have. And he was able to offer me a surgery that had a three week recovery and now I'm treated for life. You know, I just, I have to carry the fibrillator with me to practice and matches. Um, but that's like such a small, like I'll do that if I can keep wrestling, like that's not a big deal. So, you know, I think- Alex, I love how a lot of the things that you're talking about is just like reframing things when, when obstacles come, especially with injury, it's like, okay, yeah, I have to have this shoulder surgery, but when I'm done with this, my shoulder's going to be stronger. So yeah, I got to yeah. go out, but I'm going to look at this as an opportunity to get stronger. I'm going to look at this as an opportunity where I can take a break for a little bit. So this is good. This is going to let me rest and kind of take a mental break, or I can learn more about my sport by sitting next to the coach on the bench while a match is going on and coach Lance talking you through it or, or just researching more stuff. So it's, it's, it can turn out to be a, an opportunity if you just reframe it the right way in, in your own mind. Coach Lane, you want to go to our next question? Yeah, um, I'm going to start with Jen with this one. I don't know what order I'm at right now, but it um, doesn't matter. So <laughs> first of all, all right, when we did the David Taylor uh, Coaches Clinic in 2019, I asked him about uh, Penn State and Nittany Line doing like play wrestling, okay? Because I've always heard that they do a lot of like play wrestling and, and um, you know, and just kind of light wrestling where they scramble and move around and just have fun and put themselves in, they spar, right? And I try and do a lot of play wrestling and sparring with the wrestlers just so they can feel uh, random positions. But um, I asked him about it, if he could like tell us and teach us how he how he does that. And he's like, oh, it's the five Ds, dodge, duck, dive, uh, whatever, dodgeball. He said something like that. <laughs> and he went to the next question, he wouldn't answer it. And cause he's like, you know, that's not something so, do you do that at your practices there? Or, and if you do, what, what's it like? Cause I try to do it all the time. Yeah, like play wrestling and, oh. and sparring and stuff. Do you guys do that a lot? Or is that just kind of like a rumor or? <laughs> no, uh, that's, I mean, that's mostly what we do. I mean, you learn most when you're playing, I think. So, um, you know, when we're at practice, kill will be go, go play. That's, that's what we do. So um, obviously we're wrestling, but it's, uh, well, we do play a lot of dodgeball. I'll say that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's a secret I should keep, but, uh, <laughs> but we, yeah, I mean, when we're drilling, we usually, you know, you play and you work through the scenario. We're not just repetitively doing emotion over and over. We're um, working on the technique, but we're, you know, working, working through it, giving realistic reactions and, just, you know, just play wrestling. Um, Are you guys going like, like, you know, 50% or lighter than that, or, cause I know um, it's hard for both people to kind of like stay loose and light. That's one of the challenges that we have 
for the high school kids because next thing you know they're going full on live you know well i mean it is something you practice i mean you just have to learn i think that's especially i feel like growing up it was kind of like we're drilling and now we're live and now we're drilling and like there was no in between um so i think just kind of learning how to do that is maybe more of a more of a skill that you have to practice um but it is something that i think just being able to wrestle and just focus on on technique and movement instead of trying to just muscle people around that's it's just a it's a skill and it'll show on the mat i think you're focusing more on technique whereas then when competition comes it's easy to use your muscles i think that's kind of a go-to that people usually try to do so just focusing on movement and technique at practice is I love it um I love the thing too it's like how many times are you gonna hit a perfect high crotch in a match like you know like you do while you're drilling and stuff and the person yeah someone who's just standing there in front of you not moving um I started doing the play wrestling sparring stuff I know like four or five years ago or something like that and try and do it as much as possible and I start I never did it growing up and uh, wrestling and coach Briggs and I were coaching together so we started like play wrestling while the kids were doing it too and it's like so fun to get in these crazy random scramble positions and just kind of like you know experiment and try you know different things and go with it and then what happens is you know I don't compete anymore but with a lot of the wrestlers if you put yourselves in these random crazy positions while you're play wrestling and then you get there in a match you're comfortable you're like oh I've been here before a bunch of times so, um, all right, thank you. That's kind of what I was hoping to hear, but I like that on the drilling part too. That's really, that's really important. All right, so I'm gonna add on to this and Jen, if you wanna pop in here, um, I would love to hear your input. So uh, if you have something, so I'm gonna go down to Yelena and then you know we'll go around, but um, so many coaches, I'm sure you guys have heard this, but they say, oh, wrestling's 90% mental and then they stop right? They don't tell you like any like mental skills after that, right? I heard that my whole life. Wrestling is 90% mental, right? And that's it. And they don't, okay. And then, so, okay, now what, right? So through all of your guys' as coaches, I mean, from high school to college to now you're all working with like USA coaches, you know, you've had the opportunity to be around some of the best wrestlers and coaches. Is there one specific um, mental skill that you've been taught that is either unique to your program or something that you love that you picked up that you were, you know, you were taught, learned from, and it works for you. So any one specific mental skill that you've learned from your coaches throughout your lives. And, you know, if it came from coach Smith, that's awesome as well, but it doesn't have to be like Kale or the national coaches, but you know, any, any like new specific mental skill that works for you specifically that you really picked up on Yelena. Mm, there's so many of them I need it can you give me like a second to think about it can you pass yeah, yeah go for it <laughs> have have Alex or Jen answer for me. is it me or Jen go ahead go ahead Alex I'm trying I mean I don't know about like specific like I think I learned a lot from you and coach Lee and coach Briggs and coach Smith and my dad like I feel like all my coaches have taught me different mental things. Um, I think one thing that um, uh, my college coach specifically does pretty well is he like gets to know his athletes. So like he knows what I want in the corner and it's not the same as what 
some of my other teammates want in the corner or like he knows what I need before a match like he knows that like he likes when I mean I like when my coaches are just acting really like confident and giving me positive reinforcement whereas other people maybe like negative reinforcement I don't know I mean I just don't like that um like people they like to get yelled at right by yeah like I don't think I could deal with Iowa coaches yelling at me like I don't think that would help me do better I mean I think I could deal with it but I don't think it would help my performance I will like say I, about them sorry not to interrupt but I feel like they've improved so much with that because if you look at them with Spencer Lee like and he's coming out to Pokemon music and stuff in the NCAA finals it's like yeah. the Iowa wrestlers coming out to Pokemon music <laughs> like that is like a new age of Iowa wrestling but I don't know anything behind the scenes but those guys are pretty, uh, pretty intense. Like, very yeah. Intense. Sorry, keep on going. I didn't mean that. No, it's okay. But basically, I mean, basically, I like know what I like in the corner. I like when coaches. I I like when I come over at the break and they are very reassuring. They're like, "Oh yeah, like you did this really well. You know, maybe look for this. It looks like it's there. But like so far, you're doing exactly what you need to do. You know, or like Coach Lane, he used to always say to me, like, "Don't change the thing." Like that makes me feel really good <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I'm doing something right. Like just keep, keep doing what you're doing. You know how to wrestle. So yeah. I think it's important like to maybe even just vocalize to your coaches like, Hey, like this is what I think helps me. Um, this is what helps me perform well. So I'd say like, that's a mental thing. That's kind of specific to me that maybe like different coaches have been able to like, figure out about me or I've told them and they've been able to do that so that's great that's fantastic I love thank you I think that's so important too because yeah because some wrestlers you know they want to get yelled at I guess like the whole match but Mm -hmm. uh, I think most of them don't and I say way less during matches now I feel like you know if you don't know it by the match you know during your match isn't the time to teach you a new move or anything like that you know it's like just kind of you know, John Wooden uh, always said he's like the winningest uh, bas- college basketball coach ever, but he said he wanted to put in all the work before competition so that during basketball games, his dream was that he could just sit in the stands and just watch the game and he wouldn't have to say a single thing during the match because everything's already been, you know, taken care of prior to the matches. But um, I've been trying to get there, but uh, that's I, I think it's so important to be specific to the individual and their needs with with the com- communication. That's really, really good. Um, Jen, is there any specific mental skill or training that you you love that you've picked up or that's really helped you with your wrestling performance or life um, performance? Yeah, so I, I think just kind of the biggest thing that I've learned really is, I mean, I don't know if it's like specific, it's pretty, it's pretty general, but just like love yourself and like um, just like taking care of yourself and taking responsibility for yourself and your actions. And um, I think that sounds really, <laughs> sounds really awesome. big, but no, it's, it's so important. It's so, yeah. important. so. loving yourself. I, it's so important. That's kind of, um, you know, it's, that. Practice, what's that? Sounds, it takes a lot of practice, I think. Well, maybe it depends on the person, but um, I think just being being kind to yourself and, and instead of being so hard on yourself and also just taking responsibility and um, maybe like I think when you when you when you do love yourself and you respect yourself it's also easier to take criticism 
and um instead of it makes you more coachable you know you're you're able to learn more and, and grow more um you one, know. one thing I always tell uh, all my students wrestlers everybody is that um have you I asked them like have you ever called yourself an idiot right or called yourself dumb or you know said something mean to yourself or if you make a mistake you say something like you know in your brain you say something really mean to yourself and then I give the example um, like if you were trying to teach a kid or a teenager or someone else how to do a specific skill and they made a mistake would you like yell at them and tell them they're dumb or would you help them through that moment and be you know positive and supportive and caring right and that's how we need to treat ourselves is we need to be positive and kind and caring and love ourselves and be, you know, be patient and accepting with ourselves or have grace for ourselves. And I think that is so important. I love that you, that you touched on that. And, you know, um, a funny thing too, is that my kids, they always say how they love their mom and their dad and how they love their sister and how they love themselves. Like they love themselves so much. I'm like, that is, I just love all that stuff. It's so important. I'm glad that you brought that up. That's, that's very very important and unique. Um, Yelena, can I, yeah, go. Sorry, can Please. I add something to that really quick? Please. Um, so I one time asked Adeline Gray, um, who I think is one of the most like, not in a bad way, but like m one of the most confident wrestlers I've ever met, um, just in herself as a wrestler and in herself as a person. And, and, you know, you can really see that. And she's like a great role model because of it. And so I asked her just like very straight up. I was like, how are you so confident? You know, like, how do you feel so confident in yourself? And she told me that she like is proud of herself for like, she celebrates every like good thing she does. You know, she was like, I, I'm like proud of myself for remembering to brush my teeth. I'm proud of myself for doing my lift. I'm proud of myself for like getting that takedown. Like she just like really yeah like and she she said the same thing she was like you know you wouldn't like talk badly to your teammate if they made a mistake at practice like you would just be like oh like you know what like next time you're gonna do it better mm -hmm. and that's how she talks to herself and so that uh is something that has stuck with me and that I try to remember because you know she's one of the greatest like she's Five-time, right? Five-time world champion? Yeah, five-time world champion. Like, one yeah. of the greatest wrestlers in the whole world right now. Yeah. And um, that's, that's, that's what works for her. So I love that. That's, thank you for sharing that. That's, that's so cool to hear, hear that she talks, you know, to helps other people out, but to hear what she does for herself, too. That's, yeah. that's really cool. That's really cool. And, Jen, you're good friends with her, right? Yeah, yeah. she's actually a... She told me kind of the same thing. Like, you know, when you go win a tournament and maybe sometimes you're like, oh, well, it was an easy tournament. And she's like, no, you worked really hard to make that an easy tournament. So I remind myself of that sometimes. Like, um, you know, if you go to a tournament, you're like, oh, well, the competition wasn't very tough. Like, no, I've, I've worked really hard. So so that that not competition isn't isn't tough for me anymore. So I think we are dismissive sometimes of mm -hmm. some of the work we've done. Like we write off everything that we did easy. And then the stuff we can't do, we're like, oh, there's no excuse. <laughs> like, so we're just kind of, you know, we need to maybe switch the way we see things a little bit. Can't do it yet, right? So cool. Uh, dude, I love this conversation, honestly. I know like we're getting up there in time, but I am having so much fun listening to you girls talk about this stuff and you're you have a lot of really advanced like mental skills and you know training and routines everything I love it it's it's great 
Um, Yelena, I want to give you an opportunity to touch on on something mental that you've learned. Did you think of anything yet? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just basically what they said. Um, I like I said, I used to like have a lot of like negative thoughts like that. Um, like I would like my whole match could be like like perfect like I could win the match and then I'd get off the mat like that was horrible like I wrestled so bad like I'm not proud of how I wrestled but um uh my coach sat me down the other day and he was talking to me about something coach Terry Steiner actually said and he's like um if you talked to your best friend the way you talk to yourself would they still be your friend and the answer was no because <laughs> I don't talk to myself like I talk to my friends you know and I probably should um and yeah, I kind of, and that, this was like a week ago and I've been kind of trying to improve. Like I woke up early this morning um, and went and lifted and like, okay, like maybe I might've not worked as hard as I wanted to because I was tired, but like, I still got up and did the lift like two months ago. I was like, I, I couldn't even wake up early in the morning because I didn't feel like it, you know? Pat yourself so, on the back and say, good job, self. Good job. So yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, just like being proud of yourself. Um, like at first when Alex told me about what Adeline Gray did, it was like that makes no sense. You know, like why would you celebrate all the little things? Because then you're not gonna, like, you get you get used to like being proud of yourself for little things, and then like, I don't know, it just didn't really make sense to me. But now it kind of does. Like you wanna you wanna encourage yourself, not like get mad. Like you wanna you wanna be be glad that you woke up in the morning and you did the lift and you showed up. Um versus being upset that you didn't want to get up in the morning you know mm -hmm. versus being upset that you that you um didn't work as hard as you wanted to you know um and then another thing that really helps a lot is uh like during my matches I'd be wrestling and like um like I said like something I could I could get like easily thrown off sometimes like something doesn't work and it's like come on like in between like in between the match matches in, the, in between the match periods like I would like when we'd go out of bounds I'd get up to like walk back and I'd be thinking like come on like come on Elena like this like this sucks like she's like you're not gonna win and then like my coach would be sitting there and he'd be like you can do this like Elena like you can do this like you have her like she's tired like you got this and just like I can hear them like I'm not looking at them but like I could hear them saying that and it's just like yeah like I could do I could do I could do I could do it and um yeah just like hearing that in my matches it's not like they don't really like like shout like what to do like what moves to do mm -hmm. at this point because like I mean I think they trust they trust like that I know what to do but like at this point they, it's more like positive reinsurance like you got this like you can do this keep pushing keep keep working like keep wrestling keep wrestling so that helps a lot and I'm no, really glad my coaches do that you, you just like clicked off a switch in my head because surveying research about like positive comments to negative comments to people wh whether it's in your relationships or sports or teaching or family whatever it is there's this magic ratio of five positive comments to a criticism so we teach people to do that as coaches and teachers but why aren't we teaching ourselves to do that right am i, am I giving myself five positive comments to the one criticism i give myself or am i just beating up on myself all the time and just hearing all three of you talk about that, thinking about that ratio, I don't think most of us do that. I think most of us probably are opposite a lot of times and just 
getting in that idea of being mindful of how I'm talking to myself. Am I giving myself credit for the good things I'm doing um, along with the criticism that I, I need to throw in there sometimes to be able to learn, right? We learn through that criticism, but kind of keeping that self-talk at, at that five to one ratio as well. And in our sport and wrestling, it's like so like ingrained, you have to be humble, right? You can't like celebrate your things. And, you know, when people like they're oh, showboat and boo, like you're taught to be humble and everything. But um, I think that we need to like, like you guys are saying, like celebrate your accomplishments. And like when Yelena at the beginning of this whole podcast, you were you're like, oh, I don't want to say it, but I know that I work harder than them. Right. Don't you know, that's not bad. That's good. Like celebrate <laughs> yeah celebrate it like dude i work for i work harder than these girls like i know i work harder and that's okay and you're not like you know you're not like it's not negative for that right and if someone thinks something negative that you worked hard whatever man like you can't control their thoughts right and you know haters are gonna hate and um don't worry about that stuff right but um, i've learned that in my life by the way a lot of people just hate no matter what but anyways celebrate that like dude i work harder than them i you know, I was more disciplined than them. I went to bed every night, got my eight hours. I ate right. I did everything correct. Like, you know, like celebrate that stuff. I, I think that's so important. And we're taught so much to just be humble and not brag about, you know, our accomplishments. Right. So I, I, I think a good way that we can do that too is journaling at the end of days where we're going to have five points of gratitude for our day and what we did. And that's a way that you can, you know, what did I do well today? Well, I, I went for, on a on a bike ride when I didn't really feel like it and I didn't, it was hot outside and I, I went ahead and got on the bike anyway and got out there and did it. So I think it's just a matter of being mindful of, of how we're talking to ourselves and trying to get our own, our own ratio up. All right. We're going to, we're going to move on to the next one. And uh, we're, we're getting close. We're almost there. Yeah. Why don't we start with, we'll go uh, youngest to oldest on this one. Cause this is, is advice to the world. So you have to, to sound very worldly and wise, like you have through this whole interview. So two part question, Elaine, we're starting with you. If you could go back in time and talk to yourself in high school, what advice would you give yourself about the sport? And what advice would you give to current high school and middle school wrestlers? So going back in high school, what advice would you give your, yourself about wrestling? And what advice would you give to current high school and middle school wrestlers? Yelena, you're up. Um, it's super cliche, but like you can do anything you want to do. We love, we love cliches. Yeah, if you you work hard enough for it, you can do it. Um, Just like going back to what I said, like um, I didn't like I didn't have much hope for the future. I mean, wrestling wise, (laughs) not (laughs) Not the world. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I yeah. I didn't like. I didn't have like. I I I just thought I was gonna wrestle in high school and that's it. Like because I didn't think I would be good in college. You know, I didn't think I was good enough. And um, Olympics wasn't even in the question, you know, and yeah, but like I kept working hard at it and um, now I'm here like wrestling at Olympic trials, like soup this close to getting into the Olympics, you know, and I think that that goes for like non wrestlers too, like anybody like you, like you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor, like go do it, you know, you can you just got to work hard, you know, you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be like the smartest person in the world. You you just got to go and work hard and you can do it. That's the growth mindset. That's right? awesome. That's that's perfect advice for anything that, that we want to do. That's great. Alex, if you go back and talk to yourself in high school, 
what would you tell yourself about, about wrestling or, or anything in general? And what would you give as advice to current high school and middle school wrestlers? Um, uh, that's a hard question. Um, I think, well, just in general, like get on the mat, you know, like I find that when I love wrestling, you know, like, I feel like I kind of go up and down with like, sometimes I love wrestling and sometimes I like it, but like, you know, I'm getting a little burned out and when I like love wrestling, that's when I like have the best practices. That's when I like am competing well. Like, so give yourself those breaks, like have, have a life outside of wrestling, you know, like wrestling is part of your identity, but it's not your whole identity. Um, it's, it's good to like other things, but then yeah, just try to love the sport, be a mat rat, like, you know, get on the mat and like have fun. That's why clay wrestling is good. Um, and I mean, like Yelena was saying too, just like set, set higher goals for yourself. Like if you're setting a goal and you think like, wow, like that's way too out there, you know, like coach Lane was saying like, okay, maybe not yet, you know, but like set those goals, set those long-term goals. And, um, another thing coach Lane like had all these little things that just like, they've like all stuck with me, but he used to always tell me like, fake it till you make it. So like when, when I, when I got to college, you know, I was like, I'm not at this level, but I'm going to like start pretending like I'm at this level. And by the end of my first year, like I was a high level college wrestler, you know, like just fake it. Like, you know, it, or if you, you know, if you have to go to practice and you don't want to go fake it, tell yourself, I love practice. I love wrestling. I love getting better. Like I want to go. So I think it's just, I don't know. I don't know if that was like one piece of advice, but those are like things that I think are valuable. No, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's great advice. All, all great advice comes from your own learned experience and going back and, and re-examining things and, and learning from it. So that's, that's perfect. Yeah. All right, Jen, the old timer, remembering all those years way, way back Not there. that old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what would you tell yourself when, when you were in high school and what advice would you give the current high school and middle school wrestlers? Um, I, so the biggest piece of advice I think would be just to maybe not be so hard on myself. Um, I think I would just was, I thought if I was like super critical of myself that I would like criticize myself to being successful, you know, but that's I don't think that's what makes you better I think focusing on your strengths and obviously you have to be aware of things you're doing wrong so you can fix them but you can't criticize yourself better like you criticizing yourself doesn't make you better so um I think just being kinder to yourself and believing in myself more um it, it, that is like a really cliche thing to where I think we don't even really like we think oh we be I believe in myself like you know I, I always thought I believed in myself but now that I'm kind of looking at it I don't think I completely like fully believed I definitely had a lot of doubt um that I I don't know maybe was like in denial of <laughs> um so I just wish I was more confident and less critical of myself and you know, I I, but Jen, I think, um, I think it was, when we look back in time, like once we get older and start achieving things and you look back, it's like, why didn't I have more confidence in myself? If I could, you know, if I would have just been a little bit more confident, look what I've done, what 
could I maybe have done? And I just think it's a natural part of that, that growth process. And it, instead of criticizing yourself, reflect upon what you're doing and learn from it. I love that you, you look at things that way of, of going back and learn. Um, if I had to have somebody else reflect on, on what you did when you wrestled uh, for me and for Bella Vista, I don't know that I've had a wrestler that had more fun than you did. Cause mm -hmm. it was like, you were always kind of light and having fun with it. And people thought, Oh, it's this great thing. We have this, this girl on our team. And you're like, no, I'm just like another person on the team. It wasn't a big yeah. deal to you. You were just out there because you liked wrestling. It, it was fun for you. It was fun to be on the team. Um, we had a lot of knuckleheads in that group uh, that were fun to hang out with. Um, it was just kind of a goofy team that had a lot of fun and we were really successful. Um, so I, that, that's what I would tell people about you is just have fun like Jen did because you really enjoyed it and, and we're always just kind of almost like laughing at, at your own achievements and what people, why people thought they were so out of the ordinary when to you, it was just being you. And I think that's, that's huge. Just you know, be yourself, have fun with it. Love what you're doing. Like Alex is saying, if you, if you don't love it, why are you doing it? You know, are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for somebody else? And um, I think the three of you do a good job of you, you wrestle for yourself and for the love of the sport and you throw yourself into everything that you do and, and have wide open eyes to be able to learn from people. Just listening to everything you've learned as you guys have left, have left high school i think it's great because it's a lot of people don't do that they come out saying hey i'm i'm already successful i got my own thing going on i'm going to do what i do and that's not the way to grow and all three of you have i have obviously been a open-minded and, and and wanting to learn and, and be coachable and grow so that's the end of the easy questions there's one more um this one's hard i'm, I'm not going to lie to you there may be some tears there <laughs> may be some laughter i'm not sure um, it could go either way, but um, I let Coach Lane ask this one because it's just I, I can't put through people through that kind of emotion myself. I have to have Coach Lane do it. Um, before I ask the question, I want to uh, add on to that that having fun and wrestling is crucial. That's one of my goals as a coach is just to make it fun because being on a team and competing and you know all that stuff it's fun, man. It's so fun. I'm jealous that you guys, uh, you girls, are still competing you know, and training and doing all that stuff. It's like that stuff is so fun. And um, one more thing with Jim, when you're talking about not being critical of yourself, um, we we journal after tournaments now and, you know, I have them write like three things they did well. And instead of saying, uh, asking them to say something they're not good at, right? I say, you know, what's something that you want to improve upon, right? It could be conditioning or warmups or you know, finishing anything, right? What do you want to improve upon? And just like reframing that little thing about not being critical or negative to yourself, still being positive, right? And then, you know, the following week, we'll allocate time at practice to work on the thing that they wanted to improve upon, whatever it is, and then we can go measure it in the next competition. A lot different in high school because you're competing every week and, you know, and dual meets in between. But um, yeah, having fun and being positive and loving yourself and, you know, having a growth mindset, just putting in the work. And like Yolanda said, you can do anything, right? Like that's the growth mindset. You can, if you want to be a lawyer, you literally can be a lawyer, right? You just, you just got to put in the work and commit to it. So that's really, really good stuff. Um, all right. So to the last question, if you guys did your research, you know what this question is going to be um, because we ask it to every single host. And um, Dana and I, Coach Smith, we love eating wings like buffalo wing you know wild wings stuff like that um where are 
what are the best wings that you've ever had in your life? What are your favorite wings or best wings that you've ever had? Where was it? What was it? Tell me. I want to know. I'm I can go first. Go, Yelena. Okay, so there's like this little like hidden hidden restaurant right next to my school, like literally a couple steps down. Um, and I didn't even know it existed. It was it's like a house, but like you can walk in and, and it's like a sit-in restaurant. It's a um Vietnamese restaurant. Huh? Um I forgot what it's called, but I think it's called like green leaf, but uh, they have these Korean fried wings, something like that. And it's really crispy on the outside, like so such crispy wings. And then um, it's like, you know how, like when you get the drumstick and you cut around it and you push the meat down, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, So it's like a lollipop. Um, Yeah. So they do that. And then the wings are like really crispy and they have like the sauce that they put on top. It's like really sweet and like, like really just really it's so good like best wings i've ever tried and i tried them like two weeks ago and i crave them every day i'm craving them right now the texture yeah, no kidding. <laughs> texture is like so important to me with wings my wife yeah. i always say this but my wife doesn't let me order wings at restaurants anymore because i'm always so disappointed and like i'm like so critical because i love them so much but I'm like so critical i'm like oh my god the texture on this and the sauce but when i do find the good wings i am a happy happy boy um, you need to learn how to be more positive in your wing talk. I know, maybe. I know. So that's what we need yeah, to down here. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, Alex? Uh, I don't eat wings that oh much, gosh. but my, my uncle made wings once and they were really good. I liked them. Um, I also, okay, I went with Yelena because I just visited her a few weeks ago. So I went with her to that place and tried those and I thought they were really good too. Oh. Yeah. Good. Okay. So we got two <laughs> for the same restaurant in Illinois. It's North yeah. Central, right? North. Yeah, in, in Naperville. Naperville. It's like a it's like a suburb of Chicago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jen. Yeah, I don't really eat that many wings either, but I don't know. I like pretty much just boneless wings. I don't like all that extra work. But pretty much glorified chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's my That's style. That's hilarious. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I don't know if I've ever said this on here, but Jen, I don't know if you knew Coach Fruin. He coached at Del Campo when you were wrestling uh, in high school, but uh, he came over and coached at BB, and um, he made the best, best, best wings ever. They were so absolutely amazing, and he died a few years ago, and um, – he like wrote the recipe down and we found it. We've tried to replicate it, but we just can't get it. Not the same. Right, it's the same. We just can't. And it's close. And you have like that little hint of whatever, but you just can't get it. And it's like, man, that's going to be gone forever. Right. And then, so now my new favorite wings are, is this restaurant in Folsom called Mandara's and giant crispy and chewy and the best spicy sauce in the world. So Dana, what are your favorite? Mine. <laughs> They're the Air best. Problem. Air, air fryer, fryer cook them part way through toss them in some That's sauce quiet. crank the heat up and cook them again oh i still haven't made them for coach lane though i know what's up man i'll come <laughs> over in a minute all right oh i actually have some wings in the freezer too i could hook Let's you go. up <laughs> all right you three thank you so much for doing this this idea came to us way before we even started getting in contact with you so we've been wanting to talk to the three of you for a long time i think um, your experience in our program and, and the experience after our program is super valuable for us to get out to people who are coming in, people who are at the high school level, um, the parents and, and hearing 
what your experience is. I think that's good for parents to hear and why you're successful and how you think about the sport. Um, if you want to, on your way out here, your last words, I'm going to go around the circle again. Any last words? And if you have social media that people can follow you, kind of follow your career, uh, throw that out there too. Alex, any last words? Uh, thank you, Coach Smith and Coach Lane for having us. I love talking to you both. So it's yeah. just, and I'm, I'm happy I got to talk with Jen and Yelena too. So yeah. And right. um, social media, I have Instagram, Facebook, uh, I guess those are the main ones people can. What is it? Your name or what, um what? my my Instagram it's like at nails underscore h. Um, people always ask me why nails. It's because when I uh before I wrestled I played soccer and my coach would call me nails because I was like tough as nails. Because <laughs> I, <love laughs> I would like get a lot of fouls and stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> and I That's just I just never good. changed it. So. Yeah. Yelena, last words, social media. Uh, my Instagram is Yelena underscore. Um, yeah, last words. Thank you for having us. It was really nice to reconnect with all of you guys again. Hope to see you guys soon. I'm coming mm -hmm. back to Cali soon. And uh, another very important thing. Um, if you want your chicken to be really good, make sure to add pickle juice to the marinade. And I do that. Yes, and fry them, fry them in not flour, but uh, potato starch and cornstarch. And I put some of the batter in with that with that stuff to to. Yeah, yeah. I got that from Kenji. I don't know if you know who that is, but the pickle marinating in the pickle. Oh, dude, that's good stuff. Yes. Thank Jen you. talked that. <laughs> that's very valuable. Jen is the one that told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got it from my coach. That is the way Penn State Penn State coaches do their chicken nuggets. Their their chicken. So in the air fryer with the pickle juice. I totally so good. In case anyone wants. <laughs> like I said, I'm hey, just, is that a secret uh, that you should have given up? There, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to share that. that. Don't yeah, say what I don't know. It, but... That, that might have crossed the line right there. Oh, yeah. Last words for us and and social media where people can follow you um, if they want to do so. Yeah, social media. I feel like I usually use Instagram. I'm not great at it, but it's at paging Jen. Um, and then I have Facebook too, but I usually don't accept people that I don't know as much. <laughs> um last words is well I guess yeah like thank you for having me here and thanks for coaching me I think you guys are just amazing coaches and what you guys do is like just amazing and these athletes are I'm lucky to I got to work with you guys and I think you guys have probably affected a lot of people's lives that maybe you don't know the impact that you guys have had on us as um as athletes but uh I'm just grateful that I got to work with you guys. So thank you. Thank you. We, we are um, grateful for the same experience. We, I always tell people, you know, when they talk about coaching and all the rewards that I get way more out of it than, uh, than I would ever possibly be able to give back. And, and the three of you are, are totally proof of that um, as, as coaches. Coach Lane, you got a last word before I close this out? Um, I want to thank Alex and Jen and Yelena. It was really, really fun talking to you. Um, and reconnecting with all three of you at the same time. Like, um, I don't think I've been with you three together at the same time talking to you together. So it was awesome. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge and experiences and stuff. And um, it was really fun. I think that was the longest podcast we've done and it flew by for me. I mean, I could do this for another like 10 hours probably, but um, <laughs> I have to like feed my kids and stuff. But um, 
uh, and a potty break probably in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, but thank you <laughs> so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, maybe we could do like a an, uh, a short like ten minute one, and you know, or catch back up with you in half a year or something like that, and do it do it again. Um, I hope so. That would be really fun. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for the Scronko Podcast. Alex, Jennifer, Yelena, thank you so much for being on. We love the three of you. Coach Lane, I even love you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> until next time, goodbye. All right. Peace out, everybody. Cheers. Thank you.